0: This is NAGP Resurrection, the show where we talk about this week in gaming news, then the discussion of the night. We're going to talk about our favorite mods, and then after that, some game recommendations and final thoughts. I am your host, Joseph Bruchette, and with me I have Lionel. I'm hungry. What are you hungry for? What do you think?
1: Mm -hmm. Are you waiting for me to say cock? Because I'm not going to do it.
2: All right. Inserting your cock where it doesn't belong. That's as uh, always.
0: That's how we are. Always inserting things where they shouldn't belong.
1: Hello there. I'm a I might fall asleep. It's pretty late. But we'll see. I think I can power through. I got this. <laughs> uh, this is what I put myself through for the sacrifice of you. You three listeners out there whose names I probably all know. Thank you for listening. We, we appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it. it. <laughs>
0: we all we love you. Just hang in there, Mike. I promise it's almost over. All right. Yeah. All right. So first article tonight is Final Fantasy Tactics director, Kickstarter game shelved indefinitely in favor of other projects. This is rather sad because... This guy worked on Final Fantasy Tactics and Vagrant Story, a lot of really fantastic, classic Square Enix games, and or Squaresoft, better yet. And it's a real shame to see one of the a, a new game that he's working on after it being kick-started and lots of promises being made uh, about what it was going to be, that it just suddenly is shelved now. There's, it's no longer going to happen. Is
1: it a shame, though?
0: I think it is. He's uh, a,
1: it's just it's a shame that you overpromised. He overpromise. It's all these people who made games and were at these big companies and then try to just strike out on their own without, you know, overhead management or people running the budgets and people planning out how we're gonna make these and then they Think they can do it for this super low budget with a small team or whatever? It's it's not that I don't feel for the guy and what's going on, but it's it's this is the the dark side of Kickstarter, you know? It's it's where you can you see the holes where if you don't pre-plan these things, it can go wrong, and then people who are expecting to get this thing. I have given you money and you're just late with your updates and then you're going to throw your hands up in the air and say well it's going to come when it's going to come like we're not even going to like we're going to put out other stuff to try and stabilize our financial situation. It's just kind of I mean it is a shame. It's it's a shame for them cuz they they didn't plan enough and it's a shame for everyone who gave them money and you know and and they get to this situation where it's like now probably a lot of people are gonna want their money back and i was thinking about it Mm -hmm. when i was reading this it's like if i were a backer in this situation it's like it's just it's not really fair because it's like i i was told that i was gonna get this thing but it's like I gave money to someone whose work I really respect and love and it's like do I go and do I try and seek legal action against this or do I get my money back or or just just wait? I mean, if you're just gonna sit there and wait then it's kind of and just take it then you're sending kind of a a like a bad message to to these companies that that it's fine and that they can do this. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a shitty situation for everyone involved. I think
0: mm-hmm. it's a very common situation, which we've seen many times. I mean, even in a previous uh, episode of the show, we talked about, you know, in a few in a fune with a, you know, mighty number no. nine and all the delays and the issues that are happening with that particular Kickstarter campaign. So it's just, it, I, it feels like when these people leave these bigger companies, they just, truly do not understand how much work it really is to make these games because you know like you were saying there's all the management other stuff that's involved that's kind of really hidden away from them until they finally yeah. see it for themselves and it's just like, like they can't it's an overload they don't know how to handle all of it so I mean it it happens uh, but it really does suck because i I'm a huge fan of Final Fantasy tactics and I I love that game and everything at the art design of it, just everything about it. And it would have been great to see another game with someone from that team working on it. So, sadly, that's just how Kickstarter is.
2: Yeah. Can I just say that I'm sad for the game I'm never going to get in there? Because. Mm. You no, know, I mean, I can't really think of a whole lot uh, of tactical RPGs to hold up to the pedigree of Final Fantasy tactics i mean i don't think i've played one that's as good i you can look to uh i can't remember the name of the company but the uh, people who made uh diskaya and man yeah. and brave and all
0: that nippon something yeah. i was nippon
2: america I can't yeah remember. yeah i can't remember what the name was but uh yeah and like those games are big and they do a lot of interesting stuff with the formula. They haven't perfected it both um, in like design and in storytelling. Like no one's come close in regards to storytelling. I was hoping to get more of this, Mm. and it's just not going to happen now. No,
0: it it is. It is a real shame.
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, it, it is coming. They've said it's just like delayed until who knows when.
0: Right yeah
1: which is also yeah it's another thing that's like fucked up it's like so basically all these backers paid for you to build your company and they aren't and they'll get what you said you would give them whenever Mm. it's just yeah it's not a good look
0: no (sighs) <sighs> that's just how that's basically how kickstarter has been u- being used these days to help fund companies when in reality it was supposed to help fund a project not a company so yeah. hmm. well hopefully eventually it will be out uh okay so this next article really it kills me so much the game trailers website has been it's been shut down it's just i mean it's still up but it's it, it, it there's no more new content from what I've seen so far, I've been checking since the announcement was made. And I think it's just pretty... A lot of the people have been laid off now. Yeah, it's, it's all
1: done.
0: Oh, God. it. That... When I heard that, I was first in shock, like many other people. Because the only two video game news sites that I actually visit is Polygon. And it was Game Trailers. That was the only two sites I would ever visit. And it's just... Yeah. Um, it's a shame. they They didn't give a really specific reason to why. It just... I was kind of doing a little bit of research and kind of just trying to see if I could find something. And I guess apparently it just, the site after being sold, I think was twice, that it just hasn't been doing very well. And since the rise of YouTube gaming and Twitch and all these other sites, yeah. there's really not a need for it anymore.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the the yeah. next article, the one written by Jim Sterling, he wrote kind of an analysis of the situation. And basically what he was saying was just that like sites like game trailers kind of created this environment for other um, people to, to come and just do way more cheaply. Mm. Um, and so it, it kind of killed itself in that way was the point he's trying to make. But yeah, I mean there's a time like, I don't know eight years ago or so, where I would check game trailers like every day almost for new trailers for new shows and stuff like mm-hmm. they had Jeff Keeley doing the bonus round and they had you know Michael Pactor's show and it was it was just I feel like it was it broke some ground as far as like like who's gonna be on Keeley's show this week like oh damn like it's David Jeff or it's it's Michael Pachter or it's, you know, the head of it's Dan Shue. It's all these people whose opinions you respect and it's like on video and they're talking, and it's like real. It was one of the first times I ever felt like, like, damn, like after electric Play- playground, like I feel like game, like game trailers had it like this feels legit, like a production where we're talking mm-hmm. about the issues in the industry. Like it's a, like, it's a, like a real TV show or something
2: yeah yeah it was like it was
0: the hub yeah and that's that's the thing I'm I'm truly gonna miss about that because it's just they outside doing the reviews um, a lot of the other content later on that they started expanding into where they were just doing more discussions and stuff like that I mean I kind of I wasn't super into but I did like the fact that they were trying to pretty much do video video journalism essentially kind of where they're just kind of talking mm-hmm. about in great detail the industry and other related things. So that I thought yeah, was man. great. That was fantastic.
1: But Kyle Bossman. Yeah. My dude, he's yeah. great. Love him. And it's and it's like fucked up. Like I don't get why Revision Three did the same thing. Like very short notes. Revision Three. I, I've heard a little behind the scenes that they they knew like a few days before, mm-hmm. but with this like people were saying like I I think Kyle on Twitter said that um, he was like you know I just heard today like they announced it on Twitter and that was the first I heard about it. it is what he seemed to be saying like (laughs) it's just fucking crazy and it's like it wasn't that that it was closing it was that it was now closed and no more productions like I heard that they couldn't even get into the building anymore Jesus Jesus, like it's just like how, it's like that's fucked up.
0: Yeah, you don't do that. You don't do it that way. I, I
1: mean, that sounds almost illegal to put all these people out of it unless they're going to pay their salaries out. Yeah, you know, then, mm-hmm. you know, they could probably collect unemployment since they're let go without notice.
0: Maybe they got a severance package or something. Anything. That's just. yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's quite yeah, crazy. Well. I hope that uh, that all these great people that are, that were a part of game trailers kind of start doing yeah. their own thing like on YouTube and
1: yeah and it's, it's funny that you know that article that Jim Sterling wrote is well now these people are probably all going to be thrown into their own YouTube thing and mm-hmm. making a living off of Patreon or whatever the fuck the same way mm-hmm. Jim did Jim didn't he wasn't forced out because of a collapse of a company but he he left you know uh, uh escapist i think he was with to to do his own thing and he's he's living off of it so yeah it's, it's interesting
0: yeah it worked pretty well with for greg miller i mean he's doing <laughs> incredibly well
1: yeah i mean greg didn't even he did it the old-fashioned way i think he just founded investors and stuff
0: yeah uh, well, good luck to them.
1: Uh, oh, sorry, I was thinking Jeff Keeley. Yeah, yeah, Greg and they are the other kind of funny guys.
0: They just use Patreon. Um, yeah.
2: Is the next story not sad?
0: Uh yeah, it's not sad. I mean, it's it's a it's a thing. So the next article is Titanfall Two will feature a single player campaign and possibly a TV spin-off show.
1: Uh, yeah. Depends on your perspective. That said, or
0: not? <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, clearly, this is showing that uh, J.K. Yeah, <clears throat> doing in the first Titanfall, as we know, that game was pushed like crazy marketing-wise, and they expected a lot more to happen with mm-hmm. it than would actually happen. Uh, yeah, it just kind of
2: even went. Yeah, it looked like it had some interesting
1: mechanics.
0: Yeah, so um, so I guess they're feeling like what was missing was the single-player campaign. And that's what they're—that's what they're hoping.
1: I didn't know if that's what was missing. Well,
2: um, clearly, what was missing was the TV show tie-in. Of course, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Yes. Uh, what the hell is
2: I, that?
1: You're kind of cutting out.
2: What'd you say, Lionel? Uh, Quantum Break I was making fun of Quantum Break. Also,
1: having a TV show. Oh, yeah. Are you are you holding your phone or is it sitting somewhere?
2: I'm holding it.
1: Uh, that might be you're kind of going in and out.
2: Mm. Well, I was moving it around for a second.
1: Yeah, probably better to lay it down or something.
2: I but... can't exactly lay it down unless I lie on the concrete. Oh
0: that wouldn't be good
3: uh.
1: yeah. <sighs> anyway yeah Titanfall 2 Electric Boogaloo um I know. I've, I mean I feel like they're taking the steps that they they're learning from their mistakes uh I think it's good that they're not throwing away their IP mm. uh we might see like an Assassin's Creed sort of thing happen, you know, where the second one was just filled in all the gaps of what was missing for the first round. Um, And yeah, single player makes it a little more interesting for me because I couldn't even get it to work when I tried to play online on my PC. Um, And the show is interesting. I think that'll definitely get some eyes on it. If it's a good show, especially if it's a, if it actually turns out to be a good show and they can get it in front of people, and then people are, it just creates more brand awareness, um, which we'll talk about in another article. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, I think that's, it seems like, uh, I'm sure we'll see more marketing too, because I feel like we didn't see, I feel like there's a big push as far as like, outlets reporting on Titanfall when it came out, but I feel like it didn't really get a big marketing push, but I could be mistaken. I don't remember any ad ads, any print or, or TV ads for it.
0: That's uh probably because there were a lot of online trailers and videos and yeah. that kind of things. That it was, I remember, like on all the new sites and stuff. And there was just they were constantly releasing new footage and new trailers and new marketing material, but it was all yeah. online. Was just lots of updates. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess it was a very focused push. Yeah, I guess they were trying to go go with that. But um, if, I mean, Microsoft, I know this is, wait, is, who made the, Who made this game? Is this, uh, are they owned by Activision?
1: It's Respawn, and they're under Activision.
0: I, okay, no, under Activision, think. all right. Um,
1: wait. No, no, no. There's no way they're under Activision. <laughs> <laughs> Respawn. We're going, I'm brain blasting back to that, that split. Right. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. No.
1: Yeah, Yeah, there's no. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, For the kids at home, if you don't remember, there's a big Activision owned Infinity Ward, and there's a big fucking like separation. People left Infinity Ward in mass, and we have a big fuck you to Activision, and they're they're doing respawn with EA now that's that's what
0: it was yeah, yeah. they're
1: working with EA. that's right yeah
0: i mean i I, f- I feel like unlike with movies with video games those <laughs> never really to turned out very well but i mean microsoft when they made their mini halo mini uh, series that actually was really good and i feel like when it, they, you can do a game better with tv than movies so and titanfall it's a really great IP. I mean, it's got robots. It's got all the military stuff. It just—it feels like it could do really well. So,
1: yeah. Um. I mean, I'm. See, honestly, that's that is one of the things about type. Like, it, it is cool when you think about the first Titanfall, how it looks and everything. Mm. But to me, I wanted to know more about like what is this world? Mm. Like you set it up. Now, what is it? Oh, you're not going to tell me anything about it? Just multiplayer? Okay, that's fine. Uh, I think they do have a little bit of tiny setup in like the tutorial, but it's it's like minuscule. Um, but yeah, so that's why I was actually interested in this show and interested in the story mode. So, um, and I think that's it is something that's that you know with their history with the Call of Duty games those games were known for their story like one of the reasons that Modern Warfare 2 got so many eyes on it was because of like no Russian mm. and and Modern Warfare the first one was like known for having a really great single player campaign and, and you look at IPs that have been built uh, around FPS you look at like Halo like that's the gameplay is tight but the marketing is all about the lore of Halo there's a lot like, there yeah. Um
2: it's... a non shooter example uh, Mortal Kombat. Specifically uh nine is where it kind of came back, reinvented, and made the big splash, but what people were talking about wasn't necessarily the multiplayer, it was the story mode. Yeah. And it's doubly so with X.
0: Mm. There is um they they also have a great opportunity by introducing a story mode for Titanfall to allow some sort of expanded universe to be created because clearly there's some sort of big war happening here and if they can really kind of flush that out they can make they can do books they can do comics and the IP would work probably beautifully for all of that so I think th- I think this can go in some really interesting directions
1: yeah and I mean they're talking about it in the article like yeah.
0: it's
1: about like they're going to tell like a revolutionary slash civil war awesome. deal in space. So, <laughs> I mean, even that is like more interesting. Intrig- oh, sort of, probably. See, even that little tidbit, that little nugget is more interesting than anything I saw from the first Titanfall. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, so, yeah, Titanfall 2 should be interesting. Yeah. All right. Next article is, oh man, there was a lot of news that dropped because there was a big uh, Oculus Unity Summit thing that happened with, um, to, with all this talk about AR and VR and stuff. And one of the announcements that came out of it was pre-orders for Oculus Ready PCs and Rift bundles starting February sixteenth. And this thing's got like a for fourteen ninety nine i believe it was yep 14.99 you can get a pack-in for a pc that like the the hardware is set up to handle vr uh you get a headset sensor uh remotes and an xbox controller and one of their launch games which is eve is eve valkyrie founder Mm -hmm. or lucky's Tale, which is a 3d platformer Mm -hmm. so
1: do you you get one of those uh uh, Fleshlights on a on a robotic
0: <laughs> mouth. I'm sure of you, I would not be surprised at this point. because they want you to?
2: They want you to use it. Let's let's be real. Somebody's working on that right now. Oh no, yeah. No. Oh no, no definitely it's done. Oh, yeah, it's done. It's done. There.
1: <laughs> it's done.
0: Uh, I think Polygon or The Verge covered it, but at CES they had some stuff like that that they were showing off.
1: Yeah, so. I know. A few oh, years well, ago, people I were saw putting them.
2: bundles together.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: it's. They have a thing where you you can have like a. Well, you connected to your flashlight, and then through the internet, and then across the the ocean, uh, your lady friend could have her dildo connected, and then it like <laughs> tracks your motion. Also. Well, There you go.
0: It's legit. Oh. I mean, that's that's actually a really it good sucks. thing for. <laughs> yeah I mean that's actually a good thing for couples that are distance (laughs) relationships so long
1: distance relationship that's pretty uh, yeah yeah
0: that's legit not the same thing but yeah yeah. do it so Hmm.
2: wins.hack
0: that's uh, I hope that's coming or sword art or, or yeah or sword art sword art online yeah god I would love for that it'll be awesome all right, so yeah, it's some oculus stuff, VR. God, we're gonna be seeing so much more of that. It's kind of crazy. All right, next article. Uh, why Nintendo thinks electronic toothbrushes are the key to its future. This is basically, this was more information that came out of their investor meeting from last week where they were kind of discussing how outside of releasing their first smart app, a uh, smart app smartphone app, That they're thinking about expanding their brand out to more different products and stuff, and I'm sure they've done stuff like this in the the past, but it seems like they really want to just start making sure every kid out there knows what Nintendo is and knows what their characters are. So
2: that's how they became big. Yeah, remember they used to just make playing cards, and then they expanded into games, yeah, toys so and games.
0: i mean the amiibo things are taking off people freaking love those i know my little brother is obsessed with them and it's just so this is just more of a strategy to kind of just with it so backpacks t-shirts they really want to put it on everything uh because they know for a fact that the wii u and the 3ds and all that stuff is kind of not something they can bet on anymore they need to kind of get ready for the nx and mobile so Oh Nintendo, at least you're getting prepared, and that that actually kind of makes me happy, I guess. Uh, what is he got here? Oh yeah, so this this next article is pretty much related. Nintendo makes big promises. Oh of...
1: Yep, yeah, go for no, it. No, go ahead.
0: Go no, ahead. I'm pretty much.
1: What's the next article about?
0: Uh, Nintendo makes big promises about profits for its mysterious NX and smartphone business.
1: Oh, Well, no! I just wanted to say like that that shit is totally related to the Titanfall thing and it it just makes total sense them to, and I'm I'm surprised that it's they didn't start doing that long ago Mm. and they had to a certain extent but I think if you, like I remember when all the like Nintendo branded candy and stuff started showing around like the little mushroom toys and how everyone was stoked and it's just all stuff that Makes sense. And again, with like the Titanfall thing, it's like the article is making a good, really good point, um, or they made really good points about engaging people with your brand. Um, it's like it's just like how Mickey Mouse is known, you know? Yeah. And all those Disney characters—they referenced Marvel and Star Wars doing the same thing, but it's Nintendo's always been kind of slow with. They've been slow with a lot. They. They're on the cutting edge in some respects, but they, they're they slow in other respects. And this just is something that makes so much sense. Um, and I think... I Did you go over about the, the iPhone stuff?
0: Yeah. Uh, what we mean, like, Pokemon Go? No, I don't well, think I...
1: Well, just the, what they were saying is um, that people are interacting. Like, it used to be you could trust your generations to... You know, introduce your child to their first video game, and it'd be Mario like Mario would be the first step, but now uh, another reason for them to get into mobile is because a child's first introduction to gaming is now gonna be whatever it is Angry Birds, or something on a mobile phone before yeah, but their parents are playing, yeah, before like a Nintendo console, and like some parents probably can't even afford those or or don't want that, but like it's easy to download an app and you get that in front of the kids or you get like the Mario cereal, the Mario toothbrush, the Mario everything. And they know Mario and then they see like, Oh, there's an app store or the game about Mario. Like it just, it gets, it gets them engaged with the brand at a very young age and then they age with it. And then they they buy the consoles. So it's something that will pay off even further and further down the line for them. Yeah. It's It's just good branding strategy.
2: Yeah, and it's so just Nintendo. When's the new cartoon coming out?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, they do. I'm waiting.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. this is I mean this is all really good. I mean, like you were saying they're kind of they usually really slow to this kind of stuff, but I think they're kind of waking up now and realizing we can't just be the ones that just are do the crazy way out yeah. there thing and hope that people are going to yeah. buy it. That doesn't yeah. work anymore.
1: They can't print money anymore. Well they
0: can't do let's say they can't do that
1: alone anymore. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So now they have yeah. to move with how the should not move, but go along with how the industry is changing.
2: You gotta changing. do both. Yeah. Because well, you can go with the industry and that keeps you up to date, but it doesn't help you to stand out. Where Nintendo will stand out is where well, where they've always stood out. But well, they won't have so crippling a weakness anymore
0: well I feel like right now that they're less concerned about standing out and more concerned about <laughs> being
2: relevant well they have that figured out is the thing what, they always the, do something new.
0: well that's the no, now's
2: the time to cover your other bases
0: I hope so <laughs> we, we will see uh, but the Nintendo they, they got this they know what they're doing uh, all right, so I mean, the the next article was pretty much similar to con- the conversation we just had. They're they're not gonna they're not really betting on the 3ds and the Wii U anymore succeeding because they've kind of come to terms that it's not it, they're not they're not failures, but just not making as much money as they. they are aren't,
2: They aren't monumental successes.
0: Correct. Yeah. So they're just gearing up and getting ready for uh, their mobile. And all that other good stuff so okay so this next article is related again to hitman Uh, i know we had talked about uh the hitman series and the direction it's going being episodic and everything on our last episode but this particular article they did an interview with one of the developers and their ideas and how they kind of want to expand it more into a platform and how the future of it is going to kind of go a little bit further than just being episodic it's that they kind of really want to change the whole idea of how Hitman is presented to everyone. Oh man, there's a lot of words here. I probably should have read it ahead of time. Uh... <laughs> well, I fucking read it's okay. it. okay. Mike, could you, could you please save me on this?
1: All right. Well, it like I'm tired and I skimmed parts of it, but this is what it said. Uh, it was basically, they were talking to this... Uh, Someone who worked there, probably a PR person, they're basically, it's hard to read. He could be like really genuine with the way he's delivering this or it could just be the explanation they've pulled out of their ass for this. Because the whole thing, it's like, why would they announce that so close to release? That's why I I put doubt on this. But basically he's just explaining all the, the benefits to doing it Episodic or whatever it was Their stupid buzzword They're trying to change it to I don't give a shit It's episodic content Yeah And there's nothing wrong with that Um, (laughs) And they even go into it Like explaining the way it works And it sounds kind of like a TV show Which is really It's just It's episodic But um, They're basically going to roll out Each little Like little sections of the game And Hitman's always been Super replayable like each level, like you replay it different ways, and and you know, um, and then after I guess six episodes, at the end of the year, they're gonna, um, release it as a standalone on a disc for sixty bucks, and each mission will be ten bucks each. Mm. Um, and they, have, you know, we'll have the option to continue. Basically, they're he's trying to push it like, oh, it's a platform for our stories and our content to be pushed out, which is, it, it makes sense. Like, honestly, for however they landed to this concept, I, I still think it's, it's fine. Like, I'm actually kind of stoked that I, I'll be able to dive in a little bit. And they mentioned this, that, you know, for, he, he does make some good points about how the model is you know $60 is a lot yeah. and the model is you you buy a $60 game and you either like it or you don't but this kind of it does ease you in um, and it's not a new thing that they're doing but it, you buy you know the first episode or the first level for ten bucks and if you like it great and it, it's not hard on your wallet all at once and you you know you play it and if you don't like it you don't buy the next episode and you don't waste fifty more dollars. Mm-hmm. So it's basically just them kind of coming out and explaining all the benefits to them doing this, which I think there are benefits.
0: Yeah, I mean it's 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 also another great way to get gamers kind of hooked into that particular game i mean if you play one episode and you really really like it then Mm -hmm. chances are you're going to be on board for the rest of it and you're going to be willing to give more of a chance to later episodes
1: so and it it is an accessible buy-in too like yeah it'll it'll create Mm -hmm. that chatter that's another thing that i was thinking about is when you do the whole game like for me, when I played the last Hitman, I just kind of ran through it. I replayed uh, missions a couple of times, but I ran through it because I wanted to finish it and be able to read about it or talk about it or whatever. But with this, it, it forces you to digest it and take your time. It's like, oh, maybe I will go back and play it a couple different times and get the most out of it and then talk more about it because I think this is awesome and then it spreads, you know? Yeah. So I, I do think it's, uh, it's good for them.
2: Yeah. It's also nice because um, me and another friend uh, had, had, came to sort of conclusion that uh, gaming had become too expensive for us when the price tag for a new game uh, jumped over 50. And I'd say that there's kind of like a huge bar for entry in regards to gaming. The bar being money. And this seems to be one a one way to help to like alleviate that, yeah. especially in the face of uh, games becoming more and more expensive to create. Mm. It's not there's a solution besides well you're just gonna have to pay more for it and trust us that it's awesome.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's weird that I have this memory that games used to be much cheaper. Um, Games actually used to be more expensive, <laughs> yeah. and they're actually cheaper now. But I, I, I think it was. I don't
2: remember like, a whole lot of games being sixty bucks new.
1: I think stuff were like stuff was like sixty and eighty sometimes. It would depend on the games. But the thing is, I think we were so used to games being fifty, and then buying them secondhand for like forty,
3: because
1: mm. like, you could just do that. But now it's like, with digital distribution taking over, all new games are like 60. Um, and companies are seeing, uh, you know, they see a lot more profit that way too, because they don't, there's no middle band.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah. I remember Sonic, the Psychogenesis, Genesis, Sonic 3 being, I think it was like around $80 or somewhere close to there. It was incredibly expensive, so. Mm. Yeah, games were definitely way more expensive like, back then. It's not yeah. that
2: expensive.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Actually, you know, I think another contributing factor was that um, we were sort of achieving sentience around uh, the, the PlayStation disc-based era, mm. and CDs were cheap to manufacture.
0: That certainly helped a lot. Cartridges were not cheap to make. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I think this is... All good stuff. I kind of want to see more episodic stuff because it just it makes things so much cheaper,
1: uh, easier to digest.
0: Definitely, having something it also gives you something to look forward to. Yeah, having something like, go down easy oh, yeah, that, is always episode's good. Episodes coming out. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, next one. This kind of makes my stomach churn a little bit. Sonic the Hedgehog headed for Hollywood. <laughs> um. So.
2: They're not going to do
0: that right. No, they are. Well, They're oh no, not no.
2: going to do it right. Oh no, God, because no. I know how to do it right.
0: I don't. Uh, I, okay, so <laughs> Sega Sammy CEO, they said. Now this is what disturbs me even more. It's going to be a live action slash you know computer CG. That's yeah. just uh, like Who Framed Roger Rabbit.
1: Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait to see what this <laughs> looks like. I'm just like oh beyond it's, be be so... it's just gonna be so bizarre yeah like how could it not it's be just, just like bizarre as hell
2: stay away from the plot of sonic 06 please uh god uh it's
1: just weird i'm like is it gonna turn out like the latest spongebob movie is it gonna turn out like the super mario brothers movie oh man like it's just gonna be bizarre <laughs> it's gonna
0: it's gonna be weird uh the reason why they're doing this, and it's the same reason why the um uh Rovio has making an Angry Birds movie is because they just wanna expand into more different areas of entertainment to kind of <laughs> i mean I don't know how well the Angry bird movie is gonna is gonna do, but it's i guess it's just they feel like this is gonna help them i don't know what i don't, i don't know what they were thinking about this actually. I mean, I don't know. It's Sonic. Sonic has not done very well out of all of their brands.
2: I, I don't know why they thought this was a good idea. <laughs> well, it's 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 still it's still iconic. Um, it's, kids seem to really love it, regardless of the quality. Um, um, generations and colors were really good. It's true, but the
0: mixing of kind of. Like you know, the new SpongeBob movie. That was a great example, actually. That I mean, if it's gonna be like that, I mean, I always, yeah. Well,
2: they also uh, like, two I other things. One is Sonic's huge in other areas, mm-hmm. like the UK. I think he's still a big name, very beloved out there. There was a cartoon, in for it, I want to say maybe like a year or two back, called Sonic Boom, and. They did a tie-in game that may have just ruined the name hmm. for anyone. But um, I haven't seen the cartoon. I hope it did well. Maybe that has something to do with it. I feel kind of like again, much like with Mario, a cartoon is where to start.
1: Well, Early. see, that's
0: uh, the cartoons are fine. I've actually enjoyed some of the Sonic cartoons. Like the, oh, the yeah,
1: man. they're Chilly good. white, yeah. Chili dogs.
3: It's
0: tight. <laughs> <laughs> no the the cartoons were fine. I found them to be somewhat enjoyable, but just I would even say the movie would have been good if it's if it was just fully animated. I guess I'm just super yeah. weirded out by the <laughs> I, uh, yeah,
2: yeah, well, I think out. everyone's weirded out about <laughs> Sonic being around humans. Yeah. After 06 <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, chili dogs.
2: <laughs> right. yeah, I developed my taste for chili dogs thanks to that cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right. It's enough chili sonic. Dogs.
0: Doggin the chili <laughs> and the chili the doggin. Uh, hang in there, Mike. Just a little bit longer. Got this. Uh, all right. Last yeah. article of the night. Hideo. Really? Hideo. Yep, Hideo Kojima. Top 10 movies of 2015. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, do the list.
0: Yeah, I like his list. It's a good list. Yeah. Number 10 was Star Wars The Force Awakens.
1: Hmm. Well, still we should his... say that this is like the first episode of his new YouTube channel. Yes. Uh, I saw Ken tweeting that he wanted people to translate it, so they're still... <laughs> I guess it's not translated, but... But yeah, number 10. Did you guys all see Star Wars?
0: I think Lionel's yeah. the only one who hasn't seen it yet. Unless you did. Did you? Yeah. Not yet? Okay. Let's not. No,
1: yeah. It's fucking great. Yes. It's just... What here you? It does everything you'd want it to do. Like it's, it's just great. Yeah. And it's, it's just great. It just feels modern, fresh. They treated the characters with respect, the old characters, and the new characters are just new characters are amazing they're all just amazing yes likable that's so good
0: i really like them a lot it's
1: an extraordinary film and just like it's the love letter that star wars fans needed so
0: mm. and he has his comment for it is like there's nothing to complain about yeah <laughs> <laughs> good old kojima all right um exactly number nine I have not seen this movie fires on the plane have either uh,
1: I haven't either uh, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah so I don't know much about that one now number eight I love this one straight out of Compton he likes oh, that a yeah. lot yeah. Uh,
1: yeah said he didn't know much about rap but it made him want to yeah but he liked it um, and yeah I thought it's a, it's a, it's a damn good film it is. It's, uh, it's missing a, a couple key elements, <laughs> and mainly that Dre beat the shit out of his wife, and that Ice Cube, and I think Dre beat the shit out of some some,
2: some about lady. Doesn't Barnes. Huh? I think that wasn't name. What was your name? Or some shit. But yeah, hmm. they like to not bring that one up.
1: Yeah, they definitely like. I mean, they they did show that, that them getting into like some, some, a little bit of trouble and like them like, I don't know. Yeah, but they they definitely like, as executive produced by those two, so they decided to leave some things <laughs> out. But also, mm-hmm. it is very long and, and dense, and it would have been it. it they should have talked about that shit. But also, I think that the point more of the film is it's making a point about police brutality mm. and how relevant it still is today.
0: Definitely showed that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, this next one, number seven, the Intern. I, I didn't see that movie. Uh, Daddy, you guys oh, see that? I remember. The intern, is uh,
1: 19- No, I wanted to. It's the one with Robert De Niro and Anne Hathaway. It looks like a feel good movie. Mm. Oh, yeah. It looked cute. I've heard of it.
0: It. Interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Sean the Sheep, the movie, was number six for him. I uh, actually saw it. She saw it two times. It's for, for kids with an Actually,
3: huh?
0: Adults who take care of their kids to see this. And also enjoyed... Okay, so I guess he just won. That was a movie. Uh, Nightcrawler was to number five. I love that movie. That was a great movie. Yeah. Ooh. That was a good movie. Um, that movie
2: was uncomfortable. Yes. It has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: sociopaths
2: good,
0: are weird, and he was definitely that.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's so good. That was a crying fucking shame that he didn't get nominated for that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think this one also has a note that this one came out last year, but mm-hmm. it just came out in Japan yeah uh, this year. But yeah, he's so Jake and all. is amazing. Okay. Right.
2: This makes <sighs> you skip
0: that one. Yeah, this was oh so number four. Locke, Lok, whatever. Tom Hardy. I miss
2: this one. I don't think I saw that one either. It's got oh, Tom... yeah, that's good. Yeah. Tom it's really interesting. I think it's like a micro-budget film too. Ooh, it's based on really good. I've oh, seen it. Uh, it's good.
0: I loves me some Tom Hardy. So, I... yeah. Anything with that. Uh, number. Th- all... No, I really like him. Uh, number three, Kingsman: The Secret Service. That was a that was a good movie. I enjoyed that. I haven't yeah. seen that
1: yet.
0: Nice spy movie. I
1: heard it was. It looks fun. fun
0: yeah uh samuel was yeah. was a character Same i heard it Jackson.
1: was i heard it was fun and i heard it was uh heard the action was good oh yeah
3: uh,
1: i also heard people complaining that just uh, typical p c shit yeah uh. Just like oh this is they use fucking rachel swear words and it's easy writing and just I, know. I haven't seen it, so I guess like, I shouldn't speak about it. But uh, yeah, you know.
0: it's just it's, it's just a fun movie. I mean, people shouldn't yeah, complain.
1: Uh, I mean, it's based on on something Mark Millar did. And yeah. He's kind of a, a, a dumbass, <laughs> 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 but uh,
2: yeah, well, the thing is, is he, he has some genuine skill, but it's wrapped up in this sort of degeneratory shittiness. Yeah, that it's kind of hard to see the good.
1: Yeah, I, I, it's very juvenile. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: true
2: that.
1: But, but I mean, he, he he is all about entertainment. So, Mark Millar,
2: his the stuff he makes is best when filtered through someone else because the kick-ass movies blow the comics out of the water. Yeah, me like we say.
0: Mm. Well, it was definitely a very entertaining movie, so I give him that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so number two, I really, really liked Whiplash, like it tremendously. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a fun movie. Uh, I
1: still haven't seen Whiplash. Oh,
0: it' it's really, really. It was very intense, and the acting. It was. It was amazing. Yeah. I liked the acting it's a the lot. The
1: only one from last year.
0: Mm. Yeah, I'm glad you saw that though. Uh, yeah. I could recommend this film to anyone. It's like watching an action film. The cutting and the tempo. I like an action flick. I can see that. Yeah. It get, definitely gave off that vibe. It was intense. It was incredibly intense. Made me feel uncomfortable. But in a good way. All right. Uh, then his number one is Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, he's
1: a huge Mad Max fan. Huge. <laughs> you can see the the influence of Mad Max 2 all over MGS5. Um <laughs> Too bad it's MBS five is nowhere near as good. <laughs> no. But um yeah, Fury Road is just fucking brilliant. And it rightly deserves its its spot in the best picture nominees. Um it's just so fucking it's it's movie ass movie doesn't quite do it justice. It's just Top to bottom, everyone didn't just do their job, they all knocked it out of the fucking park. Yeah. It's just and the writing and the story is just like it's one long chase scene, but there's so much detail put into everything that you can read so much into not just the character actions but the production design and and just the, the little things that they say that reference the world that they're in. It's just and it's a beautiful film. It's just outstanding. It's so amazing.
0: It is. Oof. Love it. All right. Uh, well, that's it. That was kind of a short list of stories, but I think they were pretty meaty. Meaty, meaty. It's good. Meaty. All right. So let's jump on to the topic of the night, which is our favorite mod. Uh, Mike, how would you go first this time?
1: Uh, let me think here. Um, I mean, we talked about this on the old, old show, which nobody has heard, but, um, I was big. Well, let's see when I was into the modding scene and I would do like tiny mods a little bit, nothing too extravagant. Uh, I think I first got into it with Max Payne. Uh, I didn't. I couldn't mod Max Payne. It was too hard for me. Uh, but the mod community there was 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 great. They would, and it was Max Payne came out like at the height of just after the Matrix, I think, and then the yeah, sequels were coming out. Yeah, bullet time was
2: the big song.
1: Yeah, and the sequels were coming out, so modders were. It, it was like it ate itself like it bit the matrix and then modders would make the matrix like assets and put them in the game so you'd have like the ripple effect on the bullets somebody made like an amazing kung fu mod which then somebody put onto like a neo skin and there were people a lot of people were planning total conversions Uh, but it's funny seeing that as kind of like a, a a proto- like not quite Kickstarter thing, but people coming together from different places and trying to get these projects together. Um, there is this one mod that I was really waiting for and I, I, I'm not sure it will ever come out is the guy it was called the real world. And it was a total conversion mod, which means like new levels, new character skins, like probably new stories. It would just follow like the Matrix Reloaded or, or the whole Matrix trilogy. <laughs> right. And they mm-hmm. did so much work and they put out an amazing demo too. But it's just like, this was like like 10 years ago and that thing still hasn't come out. And it's funny, even like just like three or four years ago, he was still saying, I'll, I'll get it out. Someday, but I've, I've kind of... My hope has dwindled. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: But that was... Some good stuff happened with Max Payne. Some annoying stuff, too, because you would have mods that had, like, cool shit in it. Uh, that was, like, really cool, like, a lightsaber mod or something. Or, like, uh, ones that would... For Max Payne, too, that would give you a shit ton of, like, cool new guns to play with. And, but they would also do things where like music would kick in when you would go into bullet time and it was oftentimes like really shitty, aggravating music. It's just it's so bad. Like it would piss me off when they people would do that. Wow. <laughs> but um yeah. Um the, I was big into Jedi Knight Jedi Knight two and three. And uh I remember modding all of my skins and i was in a clan and we would all we all had our own skins that we had made and you could fuck with the taunts and make your characters say stupid shit when you're taught <laughs> and uh, people would build all these levels like people build like all these levels from star wars or they were inspired by like different animes there was there's so many Mods for for those games, um, and I I really miss that community. Just not even just just the player community and the the mod community, and then they would get together and people would like role play in these big areas, and there'd just be like tons of people on a server just running around. It, it was just so much fucking fun.
0: Sounds like a lot of fun
1: yeah and all set in star wars and it's it's really sad that it's just like it had this great combat system for that people would mod of course to make it even deeper um with the with the lightsaber combat it was just so deep already and then yeah it's kind of sad that that doesn't exist because there's there's really no place else to go for that you can't aside from like very specific circumstances and maybe like the latest Battlefront game you can't just go like jump online and have a lightsaber battle with your buddies I don't know mm.
0: well that's that's one of the things I love about the modding community is that you can just take these games that everyone loves and then just kind of transform them into something that you feel might be more interesting and fun and then you build communities around that that's just yeah. it's great uh yeah especially star wars games those are always very fun mm-hmm. uh lionel how much you
2: um sadly the story's probably not gonna be as interesting as mike's is my experience with modding is a lot more limited it's uh almost exclusive to skyrim at the moment <laughs> so um i think i went over a little bit of it in the previous episode but uh what I'm doing right now is kind of like adding well, what I've done with mods is just kind of add and subtract them or compile them in a way to kind of create a themed playthrough of something. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, right now, one I've installed, which is a uh, routine patrols, which basically has various entities. Um, making patrols of the areas they're in, as though they were actual military-type units. And it's uh, creating some interesting events in my playthrough. It made one quest I did really easy, but um, the effect it's having is specific to the Civil War storyline and campaign, in the sense that what I'm seeing now are, like, fights between the Imperials and the Stormcloaks, just Pop up in random places. I'm walking somewhere. There's a pile of dead stormcloaks. I'm walking somewhere, and a bunch of Imperials have like ambushed a group of guys. I'm walking somewhere, and I see some group of stormcloaks walking past me. I get a few feet ahead, and there's this trail of bodies, and it feels like there's a war going on, which I've never experienced in the times I played the games up until then. To the degree that I think my my character's gonna have to involve himself. <laughs>
1: okay. hmm. Hmm. That sounds interesting. That's so good. Cool. Yeah, but that's it.
2: that's created a level of immersion that wasn't
1: there. Yeah.
2: Which I'm really enjoying.
1: I love that. I used to have that with Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> I would oh the mods were so great where it was just like especially Call of Duty two on PC, like at a certain point it would just like keep all of the dead bodies would be there there'd be blood everywhere like i could change the sounds so they sounded better <laughs> sounds that i like from other games and there's there was one where <laughs> and where like a, if you hit someone with a grenade or a rocket they would like turn into a fucking pile of guts and like <laughs> a, you'd see like bones bouncing around and shit Whoa. and like limbs yep. but it was yeah things could get out of out of control and I I love that because it's just stuff that they would never put in the game
3: yeah
0: yeah uh, definitely it's, it does sound so with the mods like Lionel have you ever tried making your own mods and stuff like really digging I deep in there and
2: even know where to begin <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like some of the stuff is, the stuff that I did was pretty simple, and a lot of it was just finding the right files, opening them. You could open it up with like WinZip back in the day or mm. WinRAR, and you could find the files and just replace them. Uh, like a mm. sound file, you, if you have another file like and you keep it the same format and the same name, it'll just read it straight in, into the game. Um, I see. Things got a little more complicated with, like, I remember Jedi Knight, how that worked was you could edit the skins, um, but you could also edit, like, these little files that told you, um, that told the game where to pull certain textures from, so you you could actually save space by having, by just telling... By having one texture in your in your file, and having the just the little uh, notepad document that said for the face, read it from this texture, and for the and so on and so forth, like hands, etc., like everything just reads from the same texture. And I actually did that with one of my characters. <laughs> he, uh, he basically looks like a walking rock man. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Nice. Actually, add uh, this wasn't me, I was actually uh, at a friend's house, but I guess you could call this my first experience with modding. Uh, he was uh, pirating a copy of Guilty Gear XX for the Dreamcast and um, he had to, what was it, I think the last copy he made had a bug in the sound, So he had to replace the song anyway so he you know, just turned to me and says, okay, let's give this thing a new soundtrack. And you know, it was interesting playing the game, the legit game with all this music we picked out. I don't remember all the songs. I just remember, uh, Joe, you remember Chip, the uh, ninja guy, super fast guy we both played? Yeah. Yeah, um, his song, uh, the song, we, re- we replaced his song with um, a song from the Bebop movie soundtrack called What Planet Is This? Nice. Yeah. yeah, that was a lot of fun. I can't. I can't not. I always think of that song when not play Guilty. Hmm. Uh, I don't remember the name of Ship's original theme, but uh, yeah, the song we replaced it with was uh, "What Planet Is This."
1: Uh, yeah, that's what I was asking. I don't know what the original song would be. I didn't play it. What planet is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's. It's cool when you see, because that reminds me of, like, we did the same thing with Tekken Tag 2. Like, I love when developers kind of, I think they, uh, some of them have have looked at the modding community and kind of incorporated certain things about it, like, especially with fighting games, like, customizing your character is just, like, the funnest thing in the world. Like, Tekken Tag 2 has so many Mm -hmm. options. And you can completely change the soundtrack to that entire game. Uh, oh yeah,
2: it was kind of interesting switching between our games and seeing which songs we picked for what.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Nice.
3: Uh, uh.
0: So for me, what I can remember for uh, one of my favorite mods was back in high school. Uh, I used to be really into the whole like emulators and ROM hacking and like. Downloading translated versions of of Japanese games oh, yeah. so in that, it, is. in that whole community, they were really into hacking uh old like Game Boy games and stuff and replacing the sprites with weird random things and I remember before the actual game Pokemon Diamond came out there was a game that someone had hacked together of the, oh
2: god that was yeah, so good
0: of the red version I think and it was called Pokemon Diamond but the game was completely different and you had this cell phone and you could like summon these really weird was, looking uh, creatures
2: yeah it was basically like uh, Pokemon and Digimon had a baby um, right yeah yeah, it's you'd uh defeat a Pokemon, you get its number, you could put the number in the phone to summon it. Yeah. 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 And it was... it was a completely new it was a completely unique game. Like I think all the assets were homemade.
0: Yeah, it was. It was it was really cool. I mean I loved and there was a lot of other really crazy things that they that people were doing, hacking the ROMs and just going crazy with it. But um that was a really fun time and I I really enjoy playing those all those different versions of Pokemon because people made a ton of different versions of it. Uh, but yeah, that's the only one I can really remember very clearly and, and having a lot of fun with. All right. Uh, let's finish this up. Uh, it's on to some game recommendations. Lionel, how about you? You got any, any games you're playing right now you want to tell the listeners about?
2: Uh, I feel like I had something picked out and then it just like fell clean out of my head. Um, just gonna try and think about a good game to play. It it's not your... something I'm playing right now, but you know, it's a good game. Mm. Be fun and interesting for you. You being the listeners, Catherine. Mm. That's a weird one. It's, a, it's a yeah. Game. It's a little hard to describe. Like put into a genre. I mean, I want to say the primary gameplay element is a uh, puzzle solving. Mm. Yeah. But that's like there's it's also this weird sort of interpersonal sim element
1: yeah, to it. Re- revisionist horror melodrama. <laughs> yeah. Romance.
0: Yeah. That's a mouthful. Dude,
1: it's great. It's so good. It so I, I was really pissed at it because I, when I beat it I got the worst ending. There's like nine different endings and I got the worst one. And I was just like I'm not doing that again.
2: <laughs> oh. I got a pretty good one. All right. But I was a little disappointed when I found out what the endings were and I, like, I picked some mundane ass shit.
0: Yeah. Yep. Still haven't played that game yet. Yeah. Still haven't played it yet, but everyone keeps it's, saying it's awesome.
1: It's a good-ass game. That's one of the most unique games I've ever played.
3: Hmm.
1: It's a very important, special game. Underrated. There needs to be more like it. It's just so yeah. good. It's so different. It's, I love that game so much.
0: It's hmm. a pretty high recommendation, then. Awesome. Uh, all right, so I still didn't play shit this, this week, but as Lionel pointed out, a good game to recommend—go play Pokemon Snap if you haven't played it. I know it's going to be kind of hard okay. to find because you need this N64. Yeah, but wait—is it on the Wii? I don't think it's on the Wii. The virtual console. I
2: say, yeah, that's what right. Yeah, I want to say it's on there.
0: Oh shit! Yeah, if it's on there, I'd say definitely go download it because it's one of the—it's uh, one of the the best Pokemon games I think that has ever been made. It's incredibly fun and it's yeah, not the really on yeah, the world. yeah it's not really hard either it's just fun to experience
2: yeah, you don't have to go in there with knowledge of how Pokemon works or anything like that but it will help
0: No, and you get to be a photographer
2: there you go, so there you go. Yeah, and that's another thing there's there's a, uh, an element that's woefully underutilized in games photography
0: Japan uses it in a, lot their, they, a lot of their games
2: like, why isn't there more? Like, they end up being like a small element. Like, it's some aspect. Like, there was an element of it in uh, Bioshock that would help you to unlock abilities. Hmm. And, um, what is it? Fatal Frame is kind of based on it, except there's like weird arcadey elements to it. Yeah. That's um, just mean like, like. How awesome would it be to be like have like a, a stealth game where you're like a
1: photojournalist and you gotta like
2: collect some yeah. like scathing ass shit? <laughs> like, I wanted
1: okay. to do that. I wanted to do that in Metal Gear Online when I was on. I MGS was trying 4. to recreate
2: that with someone using MGS2, but they they just weren't with it. <laughs> huh? Well, I would, the plan was because I wanted to test out the idea that I'd give them missions to like. Uh, sneak somewhere and take a picture of something, just oh. to see how like the objective would work and the stealth element. But he kept like wanting to like like kill things and ask for like exceptions on the sneaking. <laughs> Who was this? Um, you know. Um. Okay. Okay. I can say the robot. Ugh, <laughs> uh,
1: him. That <Yeah>, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but like I, yeah I wanted my goal in MGS4 I didn't really get to play it online because I didn't have internets um, at that time so but I always wanted to like jump into games and just be a photojournalist <laughs> take pictures of all the mayhem like that would be fun that would be cool for more like games with large scale battles with like more roles like that like medics that you oh, actually you do like have...
2: a war photographer or something
1: yeah like medics that you don't actually want to shoot and like yeah. photojournalists or, or just be just reporters uh, a civilian trying to collect all your gold before the Nazis come and take it away <laughs> and it's like yeah
0: that would be nice I'd like that more roles
1: Hmm. Yeah, you could be play as Oscar Schindler, <laughs> rescues as many Jews into the train cars you can.
2: Wait, how in interesting of- would that be though? If like you have this one big game, right? And <laughs> on one side of it, let's say Mike is playing this shooter, this crazy ass shooter. On the other end. Joe's playing this like uh, turn-based tactics game, and then on my end, I'm doing the Schindler's List and I'm playing this Telltale-style <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> text-based uh, adventure, <laughs> and it's all in the same world affected by what each of us do.
1: Yeah, uh, I was thinking more like a, a big FPS. You get into so much trouble though if you have this. Like, you Guys, plays as Schindler trying to save the Jews. The <laughs> other no, fucking people are playing as Nazis trying to hunt them down. Well, Guys,
2: we're all on the same side here, but yeah, I guess I guess you can do that too. That Pure would America. never
1: fly. That would never. People would be so upset.
2: Yes,
3: but
0: what? <laughs> God damn! I would just. Oh, YouTube would have a would have fun with that one. Uh, All right, Uh, <laughs> Mike, I know you're, like, barely there, but
1: you got, Shut up. <laughs> you got one for us. Whore. I am. Uh, Joe, I like your goatee. Um, uh, yeah. It's a beard. You're, when are you going to give me some grandkids? Yes. Java cables. What kind of pizza is best?
2: Uh, in general. Yeah. Uh, combination's
1: my favorite. Interesting choice from an interesting man. Mm-hmm. There's nothing interesting about me, and you know it. What's interesting? What's interesting pizza to you, Joe?
0: Mm, mushroom, onion, and sausage. Oh, that sounds good. Sounds real good.
1: I'm a
0: Hawaiian man uh, ah, No Hawaiian. I cannot stand Hawaiian. It's fucking delicious. No. Sweet on pizza. No. Man. Yeah. It's an acquired taste, Joe. Yeah. I mean, everyone else in my family likes it. I just... I don't like the sweet. I don't like sweet That's on pizza. good.
2: You know what I like on pizzas? Mm. Well, everything. But, uh... I'm one of those rare few that can eat anchovies on pizza. No, I like anchovies. Anchovies are good. I'll eat that.
0: Anchovies. I'll eat that stuff. That's delicious. All right, Mike, you got anything? Or are we pretty much done?
1: What did I say?
2: I don't know. You said pizza and wanting kids. You asked Joe for grandkids and then asked us about pizza.
1: I said grow your beard out again.
0: Okay, <laughs> nothing to do. All right. All right, let's just skip to the final part here. How you guys want to finish this off?
1: Oh, wait, I didn't give a recommendation? No. Did you give a well, recommendation?
0: No, 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 Mike.
1: Why not?
0: I did give a recommendation.
1: <laughs> what was your recommendation?
0: It was Pokémon Snap.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, you didn't ask me to give a recommendation. He did ask you to (laughs) give a recommendation. Oh, I thought you were asking for the final thought already. (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, I mean, I got to go with another PS1 classic. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I'm going to say go ahead and play Wipeout.
0: Ooh.
1: Because we were talking about mods. Yeah. And you could mod that game. You could. If you're on the track, you could pop the disc open, the tray, the PS1 tray, mm. and you could put in a CD you want and then close it, and then you could go back to playing the game, and it would play the music from the CD. I remember that. That was that's fun. That's well known. Mm. But yeah, that's one of, the, one of the games that started my interest in graphic design just like mm. all of the logos and stuff, and everything is designed. They did one of my favorite designers ever, Ian Anderson. I know he is my favorite designer. He this, has a brand called The Designer's Republic, and it's just super subversive, like futuristic, crazy shit. Like it's all over Wipeout. Like even today, latest Wipeout games. If they don't use his branding, they're they're very influenced by that. But that first Wipeout game was special. Mm. It had like a dirty futuristic look to it. Yeah, it was, it was, it was just cool, man. It's fun. It's like the the speed. It's still very playable. I played it on. I have it off PSN, and it's it's really playable. It's really good.
0: Yeah, what I liked about that game a lot is that. When you started if you were able to not bump into anything and you just kept going faster and faster it just mm-hmm. felt so good yeah i love that game
1: and the music man that's one of the things that's bummed me out about this digital version though is that a lot of the music though they lost the license i think Boo. so it's missing some stuff mm, that sucks
0: i love wipeout though god now i want to play that game it's so much fun
1: Yeah, me too. Except Mm. you can't do multiplayer because it'll ask you to do System Link with another PS1.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a problem. Oh, man. Oh, that's a good recommendation. Catherine, Pokemon Snap, and Wipeout. These are damn fine games. Mm. Yeah. Party. Yeah. Sweet. All right. (laughs) <laughs> Mike gave his awesome final thoughts, but uh,
1: <laughs> no, I didn't because I was confused. You asked me again.
0: Uh, no, I know, I'm just saying I like those, and that's not going out, that's staying in there. That was yeah. great. All right, uh, well, let's finish this off. Let's do this. Um,
2: I'm feeling very dizzy. Give me a second. Am I the only one not dying?
0: Okay, I'm back. Sorry, my head. Uh Lionel.
2: Bring us out. I swear to God, if the two of you die and leave me here alone, I will raise you from the dead just to kick your asses.
1: No, I'll beat your shit into your sideways with your own shit.
2: (laughs) Not as a corpse, you won't. And I'll
1: feed you a kitten.
2: (laughs) Not now, nor will I ever feed a kitten, sir. I'm not yeah. even sure
0: what to, I'm not even sure
2: what to do with that. Superhuman samurai cyber squad.
1: Oh, yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Mike. Let's talk about that on your show. Cyber squad. Maybe. Just or, or maybe just the '90s toku boom in general. Yeah. Dance, dance, little boy, dance. Uh, final thoughts um, Being a gamer is sad What? Your heroes are failing huh. Money gets in the way of everything
1: You're getting a tight ass Sonic the Hedgehog movie What are you complaining <laughs> about?
2: And then she gets weird Like CG Sonic the Hedgehog With real humans <laughs> I
1: can't wait to flash see that back. shit it <laughs> yeah, so
0: cool. <laughs> you, you, you don't want to see Sonic just feeling up
1: That's <laughs> the no okay. the no. well, thing about when you were a 10 year old playing Sonic the Hedgehog and you probably would think it was the tightest shit ever if Sonic were real and like was with you in real life it could teach you how to run fast and get That'd all the dope. gold coins and eat all the chili dogs.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> amazing. That'd be awesome.
1: I, and then you would think it would never happen, but it's going to happen.
2: Well, if that's all they do, great.
1: They but need to get Jaleel White back too. Yes. No, no. see, here's, here's, here's the problem. is
2: The uh, correct way to do a Sonic movie is you don't have them talk
1: at all. No Isn't man, he's a, gotta be people? all like Give him chit dogs, giving him chit dogs. <laughs> <laughs>
3: this doesn't sound like Sonic. This sounds like
1: some
2: like poor ass motherfucker fan, hey, boy, on the street.
1: <laughs> no, that's sounds, Sonic talks.
2: This sounds like 1993 Richmond to me. <laughs>
1: Giving him chili dogs.
2: (laughs) This sounds like Oakland 2012, some homeless woman running up on me trying to get a slice of pizza.
1: (laughs) Just picture her naked, painted blue, in little red shoes. And (laughs) instead of pizza, you're holding chili dogs. (laughs) And she's like, giving him chili dogs. Give me them chili dogs.
2: Mike, you don't drink, but I now know what you'd be like if you were drunk. No. Yeah, it's chili dogs. I'm
1: just tired. Alright. Give me them chili dogs.
2: (laughs) Put that shit on loop. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, Yeah,
2: yeah, that's got to. Bike
1: track. Joe, what are your final thoughts?
0: I want to make that my ringtone.
2: This is- <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, YouTube, YouTube radio exclusive ringtone.
1: Yeah, uh, ninety nine cents on heylistenerradio.com.
0: dot uh, Make bank on that shit. All right. Uh, <laughs> I've, I my final thoughts are: I want pizza. I want chili dogs
1: Give me pizza
0: Yeah Chili dog on your pizza Oh My final thoughts Are Burger King Is gonna be selling Hot dogs February 26th I believe They're gonna be selling Chili dogs Whoa And this is not a joke Yes February 26th They're selling chili dogs (laughs) Holy shit Yeah
1: You know what we gotta do (laughs) We gotta Get naked And paint ourselves Blue and get a little red shoes and then go into Burger King and be like, give me the chili dogs.
2: Mike, you're ridiculous. No, man. I, I'm liking this. i put on a blue jumpsuit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to be first in line for my Burger King dog. Mike, say chili dog again.
1: Shut up. dog. <laughs>
0: We ended this a long time ago. We did. All right. Uh, time for the rigmarole.
2: Ah, fuck.
0: Let them know where we where we can find I'm us. Sorry. All right. So where you can find more information about NAGP Resurrection on Twitter at NAGP Returns, where I talk about game news and other related stuff. Mike
1: nagp
0: Where can I find your show, man?
1: You can find my show at heylistenradio.com You can listen to it there on SoundCloud You can subscribe to Hey Listen Radio on iTunes You can listen to Hey Listen Radio at Joe's Twitter You can listen to Twitter at my Twitter. My Twitter is at hyper90s. It's all two words. Those spaces. I Twitter at people and sometimes they like my Twitters. But John Leguizamo didn't like my tweet. He didn't he didn't say that he didn't like it, but he didn't click the heart. He didn't retweet it, but I I still love you, John Leguizamo. You're a big part of the 90s, my childhood. You, you're good. You're a good man. I appreciate what you do for all of us. <gasps> Lionel.
2: <laughs> <laughs> How do I go on after that? I don't even know anymore. Uh, Yeah, old Taku Um, connection—the show where I talk about weehoo bullshit.
0: All right, we're done.
1: Happy Black History Month.
2: God
0: bless America.